0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com hello welcome to another episode of half fantasy podcast i'm your host peter by tom how are you doing tom
1: i'm good peter how are you
0: I'm fine, thanks for asking. And look at this week. Once again, work has called and he can't make it. So we will go, we we'll always go first, Tom. We'll start with some kind of housekeeping with the leagues and stuff like that. Then on to general chit-chat for chat game week. So the league, half-hour fantasy podcast league, the top three, it was no change this week. So I think it's the first time since game week one that nobody's jumped to the top three and fell back out. But the top two have now jumped over the four-point mark. So Johnny McSauce, John Cameron, 42 points, took me 405. And your fantasy team name, Jamie, 49 points to 4.03. So there's the leaders in that one. There wasn't really any standout score this week. So I didn't bother looking through, I think, because basically Celtic and Rangers both dropped points. A lot of captain choices were not picked. So I think the, the highest score I've seen, in the was in the rough, roughly 60 marks. So nothing to kind of really write home about. Uh, John Cuffrey Cup, John? John? John Cuffrey Cup. Tom, want to talk us through it?
1: a field draw, you're in it, so. Oh, just how we got on. Yep. I, uh that was a good game week for for me this week. Um, obviously knocked out FPL Iron, so another scalp. Oy, oy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I completely ignored the the Celtic Rangers for for captaincy and vice. I went with Captain Boyle and Vice Captain Boyce. so That got me 29 points. So I think that was kind of the the decider, and um, given those. I'd say they're probably a reasonably strong template starting to form now, so um, I was quite happy with that.
0: Yep, you were the overall top scorer for two game weeks combined as well. You, you texted me know that one because you were quite proud of it, obviously. <laughs> uh, so there's four, four people left. Obviously, you can go to my Twitter and you see it. I believe it's yourself versus FPL Haggis, is that right? Mm-hmm. And sorry versus... Donnie and Lee 7, that's the semi-finals. They will be the next two weeks and then also the final two weeks after that and we'll have our inaugural winner of the John Cuffrey Cup. So you already started to talk about your score. Top, take us through your score for the game week and your overall rank.
1: So my score was 61 points total. Uh, goalkeeper was Xander Clark for seven points. Um, I had McKenzie and Ramsey from Aberdeen, two points and three points respectively. Uh, Tav only got one point. Uh, McCart for St. Johnston, six points. Paul McGinn, seven points. Midfielder had Captain Boyle for 14. Yotta and Abada both just got two points. Nisbet just two points. And vice captain Boyce for 15 points. And nothing was left on the bench. And your rank? And rank is I think I jumped up quite a bit.
0: Uh,
1: Mega League, 613.
0: I was thinking that because just. The cup, the process of winning in the cup and getting through in the cup, you're obviously averaging beating the person next day. So, I'd like to thought weekly you should be taking rank rises, yeah. until you are knocked out. I have that kind of make sense, right? So, I had four five points for the week. So, I bring in Gordon, no points, but that's more about forward planning. The game weeks coming ahead and his mm-hmm. price his price rise. So, I wouldn't be able to go up I didn't take him this week. And I think I would take it, was probably by set and forget now until another goalkeeper, maybe. Appears often the same kind of stats and bonus point magnet kind of thing. But anyway, back to mm-hmm. my team. Gordon zero points. Captain Tavernier two. McCartson, Johnson six. Ramsey three. I think you mentioned Tom earlier on. Ramsey, even though it wasn't team, still managed to collect one bonus point. So he seems to be some sort of another magnet that just keeps get extra point every so often. In midfield, Boyle seven, McGuinness two, Turbo four, Jota two, up front, Griffiths two, Vice Captain Boyce 15, Ramirez 2, 45, all. Out. So I will go to the game week five results and we'll see if any stands out. Obviously, stuff I stand out. Uh, so we're on Saturday with Aberdeen, nil St. Johnson won. I guess Aberdeen lost seven or eight in the trot, all in, seven in all competitions. Aberdeen mm-hmm. two, St. Myrne two, Ross County two, Hearts two, uh, on to Sunday. Dungeon United won the Derby one-nil, Livingston 1, Celtic nil, and Rangers won Motherwell one. So I you can see that was all top six. Not Granted, the league game, none of them won. So That's right. But you've got your thoughts on that top, and then you can us through your top and time regarding the results.
1: Yeah, so just a kind of general rundown. Both Celtic and Rangers dropping points. It's hard to justify investing heavily in either of the two. I think most people will have two or three Celtic anyway. They'll have at least Tavernier as well, which is probably enough. I, I, I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't be too critical of anyone thinking about dropping a Celtic mid and maybe just going with the one. Dundee United have had decent form and they are now top for clean sheets. So uh, Dundee United defenders looking decent, particularly those that are maybe getting a bit disheartened with McKenzie. Obviously Aberdeen uh, failed to keep a clean sheet. I think when weighing up the options of Mackenzie and Ramsey. Ramsey, as we said, is a bonus point magnet. I think that's due to the fact he creates so many chances. So sticking with Ramsey is a cheap option. He's not busting your bank. And at least you've got the the possibility of getting some attacking returns if Aberdeen don't keep a clean sheet, whereas Mackenzie, about the same price, but not assured of starts, less likely to give you attacking returns, less likely to get bonus. So maybe a switch from Mackenzie to a Dundee United defender might be a decent option. Uh, Ross County managed to put two past hearts, which ended 2-2. I don't think there's any one standout Ross County player, uh, Spittle. He had the big haul this week, um, which is his... I think that was his only attack and return so far this season. And I think his haul makes up over half of his total points. Uh, Reagan Charles Cook got the assist. Maybe he's slightly more consistent, but Ross County do seem to be finding some form. And... Um, Hibbs, that was another attack and return for Paul McGinn. He seems to be kind of the standout Hibs defensive option. Scott Allen assist. We can maybe consider him as a, as a, he was the kind of forgotten man last season. He was out for most of it due to health issues. So he might be a nice cheap Hibs option, but he, I'm struggling to to see past McGinnis as the kind of budget Hibs option uh, amongst the attackers. Boyles, obviously, Still our main man. I'd say he's undroppable just now. And uh, Brophy, starting to live up to his price tag of 5.3 million. So he scored for St Mirren again. So I think St Mirren have a reasonable run of fixtures as well. So he's one to keep an eye on too. In terms of hearts, I already mentioned them. Boyce and Gary Mackay-Stevens seem to be the two standouts. I think Gordon would be a decent option in the long term as well. He seems to attract the bonus points a bit like Ramsey. And Dundee, Lee Griffiths, again, failed to failed to score. And obviously, Celic's poor performance. I probably wouldn't be brushing to get a Yeti yet. And that's it. That was my take-homes from the weekend.
0: Any players? Oh, no, you mentioned a few there. Any other players added to the watch list? Just ones you mentioned?
1: Um... Well, I think we're going to speak about strikers. So there's there's a couple in there that um, I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, Brophy's one of them. There's another one, um, but we can talk about that down the line.
0: Okay, we're getting there soon. Right, first up then is the fixtures for next week. Have a look see who we've got coming up. September fixtures. Right. So again, Saturday there is three three pm kickoffs. So with a bit of luck, you should get six early team news. That's Dundee vs Rangers, Hearts vs Motherwell vs Ross County. St. Myrne versus Aberdeen, Celtic and United and Hibs versus St. Johnson. Again, I wouldn't make any, any transfers because there is midweek League Cup action. So quite a few teams mm-hmm. involved in that. So again, I would wait to Friday before even thinking about it. So Tom, there's the fixtures. What is your captains and transfers this week? i on the wrong bit, am I? Transfers, captains, vice-captains on the FPL this week before we go to our topic.
1: Uh, I think my plan will be to get rid of Nisbet. I don't think he's living up to the price tag. I won't go into that because our topic of this week is forwards. Um, probably get rid of him. Go for a cheaper option, which we'll talk about. And I'm looking to fee up the funds. to. I think I'm going to try and get Gary Mackay-Stevens back. I dropped him in favour of having two Celtic mids and probably in the long run that's not played out too good, but Gary Mackay-Stevens is ticking along nicely, so I want to get him back. So I think I've got Charlie Adam, who it seems to be depreciating in value on a weekly basis, so I need to get rid of him. So I think that'll be the next move. I might take the hit. Not too sure. See how we go. Uh, I tend to try and target teams that are playing Ross County because they do seem to concede quite a lot. Hibbs are playing St. Johnston, so that the, St. Johnston has been fairly tough. Defensive-wise, Celtic are playing Dundee United. I'm not particularly confident about Celtic just now and Dundee United are top for clean sheets at the minute. St Mirren Aberdeen, I don't know if it's going to be a goals fest. Motherwell, I, think I could see them doing well against Ross County. Um, but for me, I think probably vice-captain will stay on Boyce for Hearts and I could be tempted to captain Tav just because Dundee aren't looking too good. Okay. I have
0: also got a transfer up-front decision. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll get to the question, obviously. And with you. Topic of... I want a captain. I still feel the rest undirected, but I do think it look that good. So I might just be the same as you, Tom. I might just stick my voice. Vice-captain in Tavernier as Dundee because it's not very often Tavernier will return blank to the trot. So in Dundee, mm-hmm. Dundee do look poor. Right. You've heard that I looked at it quite often through the podcast. So... The topic this week was originally going to be about the Strikers anyway. Then everybody's most of the questions actually alluded to it. So it is basically what do you do with Strikers. i read the questions out one at a time and kind of we'll cover them. But a lot of questions will sound a bit samey, but we'll go for it anyway. So the first question comes from the Scottish fantasy football community. Hibs Aberdeen asset plans. So this question isn't actually about the Strikers. So here we go. Most people seem to be holding three plus... Hibs Aberdeen players on their team, five in our cases. And upcoming fixtures t- look tough to navigate. They play Celtic Rangers in game, e- game Week 8, then each other in Game Week 10, and we wanted to know if this will influence transfer for the current Game Week. So if you look at Sutty's texture, Tom, you can see... what's oh, with back. 10 minutes. Where we, Game Week 7? Aberdeen gets some the men away. They're not in good form. They're Celtic at home. Dundee away. Hibbs at home, Rangers away in Aberdeen, in, sorry, and hearts at home. And Hibbs have got St. Johnson at home, Rangers away, the away, Aberdeen away, Celtic at home. So, out of that, I'm not really too fussed with Hibbs assets. If it's Boyle, I like think he's like, a, a, you keep him anyway. If you're going to also, you're thinking about getting a but or if you advise it. McGuinness, you keep him again, because you've been, points quickly flying through. With Aberdeen, I've got Ramsey, McKenzie, and Ramirez. I'm, thinking about getting rid of Ramirez this week, but we'll talk about that again. And probably keeping Ramsey and McKenzie as my cheap option just for this week.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And maybe upgrade him. So it's not a question about strikers, but it's going to cost strikers because Ramirez and Nisbet came up. They're the two heavy hitters up front for the both of their teams and they aren't really returning. So what's your thoughts on Aberdeen Hibbs assets over the next four or five game weeks? Um, For Nisbet,
1: I think he's just too much money and he's lacking... He's lacking goals just now. He has had 18 shots so far this season, only two on target. So he's not justifying the price tag. So I'd be looking to get rid regardless. But again, the fixture run doesn't look too good. St Johnston Rangers, Dundee United, Aberdeen, Selick is the, is the upcoming five fixtures. So very, very tricky. I'd be looking to get rid of him. I'm quite happy with Boyle. I think he's a season keeper just now. Uh, and mcginn i could see i mean i i'd probably say the vast majority of managers use the bench trick and if there's any sort of ambiguity of how you think hibbs are going to perform over the weekend i mean st johnston are coming up they're not the best attackers i mean a decent defensive but not the best attackers so mcginn could quite easily keep a clean sheet there Uh, he does offer attacking threat too so you could always park him on the bench play a non-playing player and see if he comes on if he does get a haul Um, And that kind of covers the three kind of main Hibs assets. If you own McGuinness, I mean, he's not taking too much of your funds. So again, he could be another one where you could use the bench trick. Uh, Looking at Aberdeen, I don't think Ramirez is too bad an option. Uh, I think he's a bit of a different story. We'll probably go into that a bit more detail. It really depends on who else you're holding. I kind of alluded earlier that McKenzie was for for the chopping block for me. I'd probably be looking to switch over to Ryan Edwards at Dundee United, given how well they performed defensively. And he seems a bit more assured of starts. Ramsey, I think you could probably keep. Again, his price tag is is very, very cheap. Most people would have had him from game week one, possibly two. So I think he was about 2.2. One was he at the start of the season. He's almost as cheap as a non-playing player.
0: He was a, he was two I think right at the start. Yeah. One, so one.
1: I mean, if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's probably not going to be too difficult to to keep him. You could you park him on the bench as well for the time being. It kind of depends on the strength of your your team, but for me, Nisbet's going to go regardless. Um, McKenzie's going to go regardless, and I I probably looked at. Stick with Boyle. You could bench the other ones. Because even if Ebbs get a jammy penalty, well, you I'm can still it. get returns. So that, that would be my approach.
0: So it's interesting to see Ramirez a stay, because I watched the extent highlights of Aberdeen the weekend, and I thought Ramirez looked really poor. Misses a lot of chances. He's a lot of money in the game. And when you mentioned Brophy, I mean, we'll just get out it out I was thinking Brophy, Van Veen, uh, Watt, Keep Boyce's other one He's going to stay So I was looking for the, My potential With three cheap strikers And the money was spent Elsewhere in the team Because uh, Ramirez I've got Ramirez uh, Boyce And Griffiths now So my dilemma Is getting money out Next week I like Motherwell's fixture So I like Van Dien as a player Apart from the fact He mm-hmm. always, always collects Yellow cards Like a badge of honour It's Ramirez or Griffith Going to Van Veen Probably this week For me that's what I'm looking at it. Jim
1: uh,
0: Yeah. Took a punt on him when to get rid of And he's frustrating. I mean, he's in the box, he's having chances, but he's really frustrating and he's not anywhere near it. And it was only like a weak punt. I can also, he's still a decent price point that I can just kind of go anywhere else down the way. So he gets one more game week, I think. I think I'm going to do Ramirez this week. I know it's going to happen. The one I got the other one on scores. certainly, but I think I'm going to do Ramirez this week and then we keep Dundee. Striker can go next week, probably stay St. Mirren because then St. Mirren have Lunnison and Ross County next. So, Brophy's good to end up with their two games. That's the plan, anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we get any further, Tom, I forgot to ask you if you had your update with the bonus point returns.
1: Or you in the top 20? Yes. Uh, So, our top 20 scorers, uh, if we kind of break it down for this game week, we have goalkeepers came in at two. Defenders nine, midfielders five, and forwards four. There wasn't as many clean sheets this weekend, so I think the points are more evenly spread out. If we compare this to game week one to five, uh, 12 goalkeepers in total, 43 defenders, 28 mids, and 16 forwards. So looking at a com- combination of up until this point, the story so far is 14 goalkeepers, 52 defenders, 33 mids, and 20 forwards. So I think defenders are by far the best-performing position. We kind of talked about previous pods. You don't have to plow a lot of money in. You just have to invest wisely. Uh, Paul McGinn is now tied with Ralston for the top defender position. So he's ticking along nicely. Tav is second. Um, Dundee United, we mentioned as well, the top team for clean sheets, four in the last six, including against Rangers. So that's not to be sniffed at. I think Ryan Edwards and Mulgrew are the top defensive scorer for Dundee United, both with 25 points each. However, Ryan Edwards is 0.7 million cheaper. Uh, and after, after Celtic this weekend, they have a good run. But considering how poorly Celtic have played on the weekend, uh, you could even fancy Dundee United for a clean sheet. And Edwards, his price, I think, is like point. Seven or something like that, 2.4 so he's he's not even that expensive, you could even use him as part of the kind of bench trick nice. midfielders
0: Can hmm? you go
1: that, you? Oh, uh, midfielders, Boyle still the kind of main man Celtic assets are probably looking less attractive I kind of mentioned that earlier, Guy McKay-Stevens McGinnis ticking along Spittle, I, I mentioned that, his big haul is 14 points, making up over half his total score which is 27 strikers are underperforming considering the price tag um and I can probably just jump into that just now. I'll kind of go into the thinking behind Nisbet and Ramirez. I think I've already mentioned it with Nisbet. Eighteen shots, two on target. Too much money, poor run ahead. Yep. Ramirez though, I think he He's a bit better than than, uh, Nisbet. He actually has two goals rather than the one. And he also has five bonus points. And he's the third highest scoring striker in the game. So more of a dilemma there for me because downgrading, it's not going to pick you up as much money as if you were to downgrade Nisbet. So if we do consider our options, I'd probably say everyone has Boyce by now. I think I was late to the party getting him last week. But by now, if you don't have Boyce, then I would seriously consider getting him in. If you say that if you say Nisbet's gone I and mean, you've got to got rid of Nisbet, I'm looking to get rid of him this week. That leaves Boyce, Ramirez, and then who else is going to be your, your third striker? You may be looking at a Motherwell option, which we'll come on to next. We've got a question about that as well. So Boyce, Ramirez, Motherwell option. So say we get rid of Ramirez, who are we going to get? We're going to get Brophy in at Saint Mirren. That that only frees up 0.0 million, so it's. You're not getting the benefit of freeing up lots of funds to invest elsewhere. The fixtures are maybe slightly better. And exactly the same carbon copy. Like Ramirez, he has two goals and five bonus points so far. If we look at shots on target, uh, he has six in comparison to Ramirez's four. So not really a substantial amount. Neither of them have created any big chances. But uh, Brophy has created three chances to Ramirez's two. So again, not a huge amount there. What else could we do if we're not going to go for Brophy? We could double down on Motherwell and go for two Motherwell strikers. They do have Ross County next, so you could do that as maybe a one-week option, but long-term, they go on to play Hearts, Celtic, Dundee, United, St Mirren, Rangers, and Aberdeen. So I'd say that's maybe tough for a double up. And really the only other option after that was if you're, kind of, if you're inspired by Ross County, you could maybe look at Jordan White. Bruce Anderson's kind of fell away from form for Livingston. So that's why I'm thinking Ramirez isn't too bad an option, and you maybe want to you maybe want to give the guy a bit of time. He is obviously new to the league, needs a bit of bedding in. Aberdeen transitional team, a lot of players in and out over the summer. I don't know if it's is cut and dry. as getting rid of this, bit with Ramirez, maybe just Aberdeen's form is me. That's
0: the thing. I mean, not only scored six goals all season. Now, two draws and two losses in the league. I know there's not much else to go. So, will look like the best option. Rivey's going to have boys. And this is a pity that Rangers Celtic triggers are too expensive. You can't get to them. <laughs> and most yeah. people can't get to them to do that thing. Right, okay, Tom, next...
1: But even if we upgrade, they're not really living
0: to their price tag. No, they no, not, they right, next question is from Sean McGreedy. Scoosh, 2605. Pretty much been covered, but... Is Nisbet's points return good enough for his price tag or should I start looking to replace him with some of a better points return for his value to he funds up elsewhere on the team? So I think that's a a big yes from both of us.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: there's not to say that a point will will come where he hits a purple patch and maybe scores a couple of goals. But again, it's it's the price point of value and he's not returning so far.
1: And he's not on penalties anymore.
0: Not true. Right, next up is from Craig Smith at Glasgow. Who is the best Motherwell forward, Van Veen, or worth the extra money for what? So, you're looking at this two minutes ago, Tom. On you go. Yeah,
1: I've actually went a bit of detail with this because I think he's maybe perhaps missing a trick with Woolery as well. I think he could be an option too. Uh, Just run you through the stats if we compare the three. Uh, Van Veen has only had four starts uh, because he was injured for that period of time. Uh, So four starts for Van Veen, five for Watt, and six for Woolery. So Woolery has started all games. Shots on target-wise, Van Veen has four. Tony Watt has six, and Woolery seven. Again, top for for that stat as well. Big chances created, Van Veen's on two. Tony Watt, none, and Woolery one. So Van Veen tops that one. And for chances created, Van Veen four, Tony Watt only one, and Woolery five. So, Woolery not a bad option. Um, Van, Veen, Van Veen now comes back into the, uh, the start in eleven, and that pushes Watt out wide. So, I feel Van Veen will now outperform Watt in the long term. Uh, Woolery's stats are, need to be considered as well. But for me, I think probably Van Veen's the man. Um, I think he would probably have similar stats to Woolery if he started all six games. I also looked at Tony Watt's points returns in comparison to the presence of Van Veen because Van Veen missed all of game week three and I think he only played about 27 minutes in game week four. Watt has a total of three goals and one assist but two of those goals and the assist came from game week three and four when Van Veen wasn't even on the pitch. So for me the fact that he goes out wide and Van Veen's now down the centre I think it's probably going to be Van Veen on the end of these these balls, scoring the goals, setting them up. Certainly, he's created two big chances and f- made four chances as well. So, he he also offers a um, assist potential there as well. Whereas what one chance, no big chances. So, for me, Van Veen, nailed.
0: I like Van Veen as well. I had him at the start of the season, I had to take him out of injury, but I like him as that cheap option. But again, as you said there, Tom, if all three are playing... I suppose you could. if doesn't happen to Van Dijk. you can always move to the side, take him back. They're still cheap. but well, it also have a wee bit of form. fixes look not too bad. So, i all with Celtic, but that's at home. So, I think about. In fact, they were see the Rangers, but they're both at home. in seven or eight games, so it's not like they're playing away in Glasgow. So, it's not off a punt cheap on the bench. Right next, oh, question. Josh McShee at Footblog can I cover this as green so we'll cover the same question but here we go should we be getting rid right of Ramirez considering his poor form and Aberdeen's upcoming fixtures they have Celtic Hibs, Rangers, Hurts in the next four or six if so who's a good replacement so I went for I like to you, you want to keep him I'm ready well, I, I, I don't know if
1: it's a good use of your transfer because who's the replacement that's the thing if you don't own Van Veen then fair enough maybe go Van Veen but then after Ross County they're going to have Hart, Celtic I mean Obviously, mentioned Select defensive
0: wise, but aye, aye. <laughs> it's just there's not that many options. Is it? We've mentioned the names over and over again. It's kind of if you don't trust Ramirez he and he's fixed her form, then yeah, maybe jump to Fandine, Watt, Woolery, maybe a punt and brophy if you want to go down that road. Mm hmm. It's going to be a case of keep a close eye on Aberdeen's form. Because if they don't turn around soon, then they're not scoring goals, they're not winning games, and he's not golf- he's not awful worth uh, having in your team. But for me, I think I texted the chat to you and Gunnar. I'm looking for a front, a really cheap front. you guys that I've just nailed and just talk with a return every so often. Boyce is just say and forget. Van Veen is the one I'm going to this week. I think. Yep. And then I'm going to get Griffiths or Ramirez haven't decided yet one last game week whether it is to see where they go. Griffiths came up with Ramirez is nailed but obviously Ramirez is playing a better team but it stands out they're not that much a better team so Aberdeen's on kind of free fall as well.
1: But there's a bit to Van Veen for me.
0: Yeah. I'm going Ramirez probably Van Veen. Watch Ramirez score. Hmm. Right. Any other questions here? Probably Dempsey has said, same question situation for me, so we've covered that. Brian Blaze Attack has asked, instead of three strikers, would you like to see an option for a floater position in the squad so you could potentially have six defenders or midfielders? For me, that's a hard no. Don't like that idea. Bit hard to, kind our know, work it out.
1: Would what was that one, sorry?
0: Uh, was that a question about an hour ago for Brian Blaze Attack. Instead of three strikers, would you like to see an option for a floater position in the squad? So you could potentially have six defenders or midfielders.
1: It'd be be tricky to kind of play that one out, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Aye. I mean, given the last two seasons, strikers have notoriously underperformed. So that wouldn't be a bad idea, I suppose. Rather than have that third striker spot, you could just have it as a floater.
0: We haven't mentioned things like, I mean, you can get Morelle as a roof if you want. You can get it. It's just obviously you haven't had a total different structure of your team, but the game's done it that way, so you, you can't have these strikers in the team and have the big hitters, which makes the game interesting. So if you want to go for Morelle as a roof, for example, hit a bit of form, then you need to downgrade elsewhere. And this year, the game's obviously with a bit of boo-boo with Kyogo being as a midfielder. So all, come, all things considered, in like a couple of weeks' time, you're going to have the Celtic striker in your midfield for less mm-hmm. than six morning. So that's kind of a, a cheat code It's who goes out from I suppose, and how you balance that out. That's when I suppose you need to actually really cheap mid, up, up front to get him in as well. I, I think that is all our questions for the week. NL Any else to add to that? Any else you want to bring up? Any other missed out?
1: No, I think we've covered it all, really.
0: Right. So it's Van Veen for you this week?
1: Yep, Van Veen.
0: Van Veen's for me. And you are not saying once he said the price difference between Ramirez and Express doesn't mean it's potentially worthwhile taking a downgrade for somebody who's not maybe playing for a good good as team. I mean, if you've got,
1: I mean, if you've downgraded into Van Veen, then fair enough. But if you if you're sitting over boys Van Veen Ramirez and you're going to get rid of Ramirez for someone else, then I think maybe the transfer might be better placed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Chances are you've probably got other stuff going on in your team like you could get rid of McKenzie for a Dundee United defender or something like that somewhere where you're maybe more likely going to get some points whereas Ramirez he's probably just as good as the, as the next guy when it comes to that
0: OK I'll take you on board Push, to shove but right so you've got a team with Boyce Van Veen and Ramirez who would you move if you want to 100% go to Ramirez who would you move for? Um.
1: I probably would double down on Motherwell. So it's probably going to be Brophy or maybe take a punt on Jordan White because I don't think Ross County's fixtures are too bad. They've got Motherwell, Dundee, United, St Mirren, Livingston, Dundee as the next four or five there. Mm-hmm. And then they start to kind of hit Hibs, Rangers after that, six and seven. So they've got a nice kind of green run there. Jordan White, Ross County are starting to play in a bit of form. I mean, yeah, for defensive wise, stay away, but goals wise, they're, they're certainly amongst the goals. So, I think he could be a decent punt.
0: Anyway, so not answered the question. That was a topic completely. I was kind of, I think over the last weeks we build up to this. Every so often we talk about strikers and how we're going to get, and it's kind of just came to a crescendo this week. That's right. With the whole striker situation. Right, we've on to FPL then, Tom. So. I'll quickly go for the league top three and then we will take it from there. Right. Change at the top. First is UEFA Lona, Mike Mayer, with eight points. Second is Kent, Tom Forrest, with some points. Third is Yushigang, Murray McDermott. And I think for the third time, I'm going to double check down here. The highest point goal scorer is the one at sitting top. So I'll have a quick look through his team. Sign goals, no points, Duffy 5, Shaw 2, Rudiger 14, Ailing 2, Salah, Captain 24, Sar 15, Jota 3, Grey 2, Banford 5, and Ronaldo 6. So I'll go through my team first, Tom, and then you can kind of quickly go through your wildcard, how it compared to your week before team, and then we'll take it from there. So I had Foster and goals because Backman didn't play. So the wee the trick having two keepers for the one team worked, three points there. Kufa one, Velma one, Shaw two, Edmund Field, Gilmore three, Captain Salah twenty-four, Fernandez two, Benrama ten, son two, Ivan Tony twelve, Armstrong two. So i had three, four players on the bench. Aberung and Rick didn't know he was injured, so that was a wasted punt. So that was that gone. Trent didn't play because he supposedly got COVID. Backman didn't play because he's carrying a knock, and Williams also didn't have enough. They lost many goals for he said no points. So was 62 all out for our overall rank now of 149. So even during all that, I still had a green arrow at 149k. So you want to talk us through your gaming scores, Tom, and how it compared to your pre wildcard card team?
1: So I had 58 points. I was on the wildcard. I stuck with Sa, who'd got me no points. I would have been better off with Foster. He managed to get three, but he was on the bench. Marcel won. So the Wolves' defence have looked fairly solid, managed to concede two goals to Brentford of all teams. Never mind. Uh, Duffy, he managed to get five points, didn't hold out for the clean sheet, unfortunately. And because Trent didn't play, I ended up getting Liveramento subbed on for five points. So that was a bit jammy there. Um, Brownhill got two points. Salah, captain, got me 24. Rafinha got me eight points, but it seems he's possibly injured now. Yota got me three points and Andros Townsend got me two. Up front, Lukaku got me two points and Ronaldo got me six. So I think overall that was a small red arrow. And if I compare it to the points I would have got had I not wildcarded, I think I probably had it in my head I was going to Downgrade one striker and upgrade the other, so I would have had to have had a 4.5 striker, that wouldn't have got any points anyway. I probably would have brought in Lukaku. So I think I worked out 55 points, so a net
0: um, of three points
1: there from the wild card.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are building for the future, and it's it was building for the next couple of game weeks, exactly. And your overall ranks you've been doing small red arrow, what yet? Sitting there now, one million. One hundred
1: and eleven thousand six hundred and three. Okay. Never mind. James didn't play either. That was another thing. I was going I, I was told between James and Antonio. Sorry, Alonso, and oh. uh I went James.
0: I was going to say I don't know what Molly feels like. I've never been outside the top five hundred K this year so far, Tom.
1: Oh well done.
0: Right. Here comes my dilemma, then, right? <laughs> Obviously, the Carlton didn't work, so I'm still planning a wild card game week seven with the Chelsea fixture swing, so I've got one transfer punt left to go. I'm currently thinking, no, I've, I've no money in the bank, oh, point three in the bank, we 7.5, so I've got 7.8 all in, and I'm currently thinking right now, Edward, one last game week punt against Brighton. Convince me otherwise, or who should I go for instead? You're thinking Edward, will he start? He's built up his minutes. So 12 minutes, then 25 minutes, a full week off. I think he's playing a sprite at home. I'll listen for team news, obviously. I'm not going to just jump in and do it without, but I think he's going to play. For a one-week punt. Are, yep. Is there any sort of budget associated with that? I've got seven point. So if, if McC- Rickarlison goes, I've got 7.8 million.
1: Right. Strikers, let's have a look. Because... Antonio will be back. I think I can't get him now. 7.9. Oh, well, is his price, price
0: still rose? Yep. 7.8 is now. Wow. Well. I think he'll be back in the wild card anyway. That'll be my two up top. But as it stands, I can't get to him. And I'm just looking at the fixes and what one week. Monday Night Football as well. Aye. That last player for the last game week. What was the budget again?
1: 7.8. 7.8. Callum Wilson would be my punt against Watford.
0: thanks think so. Yeah. Um, I'll think about it.
1: Two goals already.
0: He's French flagged. Is he? Aye, no, no injury, no return date. You're trying to sell oh me dear. a pop, Tom. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: okay, Joel Linton then.
0: I like to look at Joel Linton as well, as I did, but I think I'll be convinced. I think I'm gonna go for Crystal Palace. I'm gonna go for Eddie. French Eddie. Or Bamford's not playing tonight, so who would be playing up front for Leeds? I can't get him too much money.
1: Nobody's, Bamford's injured, so it'd be someone else, would it not?
0: Oh, right. Or potentially
1: he could be injured because he's not playing tonight and he's playing against... Oh, West Ham. I mean, they're not been too bad defensive-wise either. Uh...
0: Another option is I could just play Tony and Armstrong up front and get him in the field run. Fixers, mm-hmm. who's looks good in the fixtures this week? I've got sun, so i can either keep sun against Arsenal or I get rid of sun and have 10 million pounds to spend. So I could get you pretty much empty apart from the premiums. Is sun not injured though?
1: No, he's not flagged anymore. Was he not? In that case, <coughs> you could go for Greenwood against Villa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you could go DeMari Grey against Norwich.
0: I like that one actually.
1: Um you could take a punt on. Oh, nah. Burnley haven't been too bad, really, have they? I was gonna say maybe like Barnes. He's kind of hit a nice patch with Leicester
0: recently. Yeah, I look not bad in the highlights as well. Right, I think I will go either between, like you said, Grey Featherton for Edward against Brighton yeah it's all one week and then I'm planning a card the next game week anyway and then I'll pretty much not up on you scored maybe six seven changes tops
1: hmm well, I've got a clean slate after that
0: take it there. right Tom that's, so that's um, what you want to add oh, I've not even mentioned our captains captains transfer, sorry I mentioned mine so it's yours My
1: captain will be... I think I'm probably going to bank the transfer this week because I wildcarded last week. In saying that, I'll have to see what happens with Trent and Rafinha, but I could still get by. Um, Captain-wise, probably got to be Salah against Brentford and vice, just in case. Maybe Ronaldo. I suppose there's an argument you could captain Ronaldo against Villa. They've not been so good defensive-wise. Probably going to be a coin toss between those two.
0: And roll transfer for she give two next week.
1: Yeah, I need to see what the situation is with James. I might have to.
0: I still played the last two. I was he was he was on my wild card list, but now I'm kind of. Well,
1: he was red carded one game, so he was banned for so one. Right. Which is which is why I thought he was probably he's had a bit of a rest. He'd probably be nailed to come back in, but alas, not the case.
0: Okay. What's the thought? And then also next week I can discuss with you as the my wild card. I'm definitely going to trigger it, and then we can take it for there. Right, Tom, get your plugs in. We're ready to go. I'm
1: at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Um, any questions, hit me up. I don't know when the next article will be, so keep your eyes peeled.
0: Keep them really peeled. <laughs> <laughs> to a season. Uh, right, I am at Fantasy Half. Gunnar's at FPL underscore Gunnar, and we'll be back next week. You can catch us on Twitter. Save so the finals of the John Coffrey Cup. John, good luck in it, Tom. Hope you got all the way to the final.
1: Well, fingers crossed.
0: I don't know if I want you win it or not. I'll get to the final, it be good. And that is us. If you like the podcast, give us a review of you Get your podcast. I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Tom. Bye bye. So bye for me. Bye bye.